All right, everybody, welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is December 5th, and Jeremy, another beautiful Saturday for some Mac football. Yeah, getting uh, in early here in the command center, uh, you know, doing this live. It's kind of nice being in the being the office with you to uh, Absolutely. bring a little episode of Call to Action. But we got games to, to get to, so we're going to make this one quick for the people. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we've had two games uh, canceled this week, but still enough action to go around. Obviously, we got three Mac West matchups with Toledo, Northern Illinois, Eastern versus Western, and Ball State at Central. And then uh, at 2 o'clock, we got the, the Bowling Green-Akron game. So it, sh- it should be a good day. Yeah, you know, it's obviously a bummer that we lost those other games uh, today. Uh, I think coming into uh, this season and, and knowing what could happen and just the uncertainty has bound to happen. But, you know, we've been on such a good roll that when it, when it happens, it's like, oh, man, it's just a punch to the gut. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. We Everyone wants to play. We want to watch our teams play. But, you know, our health and safety of, of the student athletes, coaches, and all the staff that helps out with the games are, are have always been first and foremost. So, you know, you, you just got to – you just got to live with it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're learning to roll with the punches, as they say. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but we've, we've had like 90% of our games, though, you know. So oh, absolutely. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty good. I'm excited for the four games we do have today. Yep. And then, uh, obviously, after this, we're kind of come down to our last week of football, man. It's going to be I know, a it's, little bittersweet it's, already. It seems like it went too fast. Yeah, it, it did go too fast, and we've had, even out of four weeks, and I'm sure we'll have a great story to tell after today's games, we, we haven't had a shortage, you know, of, of great moments and, and great things uh, and, and storylines that have happened. So even in a short four-week uh, time span, we've been able to get some action in there. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the last two weeks and then a great championship game. Yeah, absolutely. And then one of those – I would say one of those big playmakers that has had a huge impact throughout this whole, you know, four week span has been D Eskridge of, of Western Michigan. And we were lucky enough to uh, get him on the podcast this week, talk to him a little about a little bit about, you know, Western's hot start to the season and, and where we think they can go from there. So um, with that, we're going to go ahead and bring you uh, D Eskridge. Hello everyone. And welcome back to the, Call to Action podcast. Uh, today we have a very special guest joining us from Kalamazoo, Michigan, D. Eskridge, member of the Western Michigan Bronco football team. D, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Well, we you know we wanted to uh, definitely have you on. Uh, you guys are off to a four and zero start. Uh, it's been with some uh, drama along the way, with some uh, a dramatic win. And, uh, you know, your, your performance, uh, especially this past week and, and throughout this whole season, um, ha- have been tremendous. So why don't you just take us a little bit of just what's working for you guys with, with that 4-0 start? Um, first off, you know, I just feel like as, a, as an offensive unit, you know, I'm not really as a part of the defense anymore moving on to this year. But I would say the biggest thing is that, like, how together we are as a unit, you know, his guys is really out there fighting for each other. You know, we practice the same way. We've been doing this for a while now, and I just feel like that's the biggest difference coming into this year is, is the togetherness about it. You know, you missed all of last – well, most of last year. I think you played four games, right, last year. 
um, and then missed, had to miss, you broke your clavicle, right? <laughs> yeah. What was, what was that, what was that rehab like? And, and did you feel like you kind of had a, a message to send coming out this year and, you know, bouncing back? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough injury, especially the way that I broke it. Cause I didn't just break it. I, I snapped it in two places and like my bones shattered and I have, uh, I have a bar from like the outside of my shoulder here with no screws. So the the rehab part was tremendous, really. You know, it was a lot of a lot of mental things that went on. You know, and I learned a lot about myself. You know, because I didn't have the stardom at that time. So you know, I had I was at rock bottom, and you know, I had to work myself back up. But then just coming back into the season, you know, I was just ready to play again. You know, it's that was the longest that I I've gotten hurt a lot in high school and stuff like that. But that was the longest time span of me not even putting on football pads. So, you know, just the excitement and the, the the joyfulness of just me being able to go out there and run again, I think it just, it speaks to my game right now, you know, because I learned a lot about it, just watching other people do what they do. And now, you know, I feel like it's, it's my turn to go out there and just do it the way that I do. Well, talk about that, you know, mental aspect of the game, especially for you rehabbing. Like, I, I think the MAC does a lot you know, trying to promote mental health awareness and things like that amongst its athletes. Just talk about, you know, maybe go into a, a little bit of specifics of what you went through and, you know, how football kind of, you know, brought you back. Um, yes, yeah, so it was, you know, everybody has their own set of problems, you know, when it comes to outside of the, the big walls that's in the stadium. So, you know, I felt like my support group and everybody that was in my corner, you know, were phenomenal. You know, I couldn't ask for a better group of people when it comes to regards of my girlfriend, Coach Harbaugh, um, <clears throat> some people back from the crib, you know, just all those guys, they never let me really sink, you know. I was already at the bottom because I couldn't really do anything. So, you know, I kind of just had to move how I moved, but, you know, they never let me, they never let me falter under that level. So, you know, I owe, I owe a lot of things to a lot of different people. You know, that just haven't been thanked outside of me just telling them. So, you know, it's just, I thank them a lot and I'm very appreciative for all the people that, that were in my corner. You know, outside of just getting ready for the season after being hurt out for a year, uh, throw in a pandemic with that. You know, how, how difficult was it to bounce back? What things did you do outside of your normal training to keep you up to speed and get stronger during that time? Yeah, so the the injury part was stressful for sure, but now coming into the pandemic, it was a whole nother level. <laughs> Cause you know I'm an old guy, so it was it was do I come back or do I go chase my dreams and be able to you know make it all come back together? And you know it was, it was hard. You know I was talking to a lot of people you know that I normally don't do. You know I don't like to really just talk too much. You know I I kind of just do my job. You know, so really my roommates Jalen Moore. Um, it's a lot of guys, but we always have made it, made it a, you know, made it known that we was going to work the hardest. You know, it was literally like we would wake up in the morning and think about the things that other people would do and we would take it to a whole nother level. You know, we was running up and down our apartment stairs. <laughs> we was running around our apartment building. You know what I'm saying? We was having bags at home. So, you know, we just tried to stay above everything that everybody else was doing, you know, and I feel like now that those guys that were part of that, you know, is they've elevated, you know, they're playing very well. I read a story. I think it was an interview you did. Um, did you also do a lot of running or whatever with your dogs? 
Oh yeah. So they always, so they always got the beginning of the day started with me for sure. You know, I would always get up before the sun come up, make sure they get their walk in, get their playtime in, you know, get their workout in. So, you know, I would put as soon as I got back home, I would put them up, and then I would make it known that I couldn't go sit down until I got my work in, since I wasn't obligated to do it. What uh, what kind of dogs do you have? I have two pit bulls. Oh, oh nice, nice. Yeah. What what names? <laughs> what are what are the names? Yeah. Uh, the oldest one's name is Dior, and the youngest one's name is Taz. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've you've had them a while then, or yeah, my oldest dog, he's um he's a pit bull and a bulldog, and he's a year and a month. And then I have another young pup, and he's actually bigger than my oldest one now. He's gonna be huge. Um, and he is about seven months now. Oh man. Still young though, still growing. Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> <It's> crazy. crazy. <laughs> well, he's I want to get like a horse. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get back to football, obviously, because uh, you've been on a, a crazy start uh, this year. I'm just gonna read off a, a couple stats. Uh, 591 yards leads the leads the conference. Six touchdowns. Um, just talk about you know what's been working for you. Obviously, you got special teams player of the week uh, this week with that kick return. Talk about personally what's been working for you and what you've been seeing out there. Um, I think the biggest difference is, you know, I don't, I don't really press for too much anymore. You know, I kind of, I kind of just let the game come to me, you know, in whatever way or whenever that time comes, you know, I got to be able to make that play. So, you know, just working in the off season when it came to ball drills, when it came knowledge of the game and all of that stuff with Coach Harbaugh, we put in a lot of man hours um, during that time. And, you know, I feel like it's playing off because I don't feel the pressure to go out there and have a 200-yard uh, game, you know. And then with Central, you know, I let the game come to me and it ended up happening. So, you know, I just – I got to thank the man above for just allowing the mindset that I have, you know, and allowing the game to come to me, really. Yeah, yesterday we posted something on our Twitter that four of the top five player, top five players are from the MAC with uh, all-around – or all-purpose yards per game. You at the top of that list. Um you know, when you when you talk all purpose yards, I want to I want to know we, we handle all the social media stuff for the conference, Eric and I. And uh, one thing we love typing is at all around plays, because that is your Twitter name <laughs> where I mean, and it just speeds like it's so perfect. I go from all purpose yards. I go into that. Everyone has a little story. I mean, it kind of it's kind of obvious, but you know, how'd you choose that name and how does it represent you, uh, you know, on Twitter with all around plays? Yeah. So, uh, so coming into, um, coming into basically January, the, the mat drill spring ball type of time. Um, you know, I just, I just had a feeling, you know, cause I had prayed a lot, you know, I had, like I said, it was probably the lowest of me being low. You know, and then coming back, being able to play again, it's just like I had a feeling. Cause the video that came out, I came out and said, it's a new year, a new DSQ, new number, all of that. You know, and I I know people, you know, they, they liked it and everything, but, like, it was dead serious. Like, I was dead serious about that, you know, and I just felt like I had named that Twitter name around then and, like, it just came to me. It wasn't anything, any thought to it or anything. It just... I felt like it fit me more than ever. And now it's been a tribute for sure. Yeah, I'd say yeah, it fits I, you I, quite well. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, and you've been you've been around now, like you mentioned, for you know, I think this is what your fifth year now. You're retired, retired yes, seniors. Yep. You've been around, you've seen you know these teams come through and then and, and move along as you go through your progression at Western Michigan. Just talk about some of the differences maybe you've seen from your you know freshman season to uh your redshirt senior season. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a crazy, it's really been a roller coaster ride, you know, Kalamazoo. As a whole, you know, definitely made me a man. I've seen a lot of different people not make it. I've seen and talk when I say make it, just within the program, uh, you know, it's it's real easy to get carried away with all the things that don't really matter, and you know, and that, <laughs> you know, it's bad repercussions that come from that. So you know, I just, I just got thank God really, you know, because like it's been so much growth just in my individual process, you know, of just. Because if you would have saw me coming out of high school and just the type of mindset that I have always, my mom always instilled in me, whenever you start something, don't ever quit, no matter what. So, you know, I always had that in me, but it just wasn't refined to a T like I wanted it to. So just over the years, I just felt like everything that people did bad and that I looked up to, you know, I just took it as like a sponge, you know, whatever they did in a certain way, I'm going to take it and make it a better way in my life, what could really what kind of purpose could I put either their failures or their success into my life? And, you know, and I felt like I've seen, I've seen the best of the best with Corey Davis, Darius Phillips, Taylor Bolton, um, Donnie Ernsberger, John Watson, Zach Terrell, you know, those are all top tier leadership guys. And, you know, I feel like every one of those people, I have a little bit of them in me. So, you know, I just try to I just try to be the best leader I can be, you know, and just constantly getting better at what I do and then bringing other people along. You know, Eric speaks to uh, and asks you uh, and you mentioned a bunch of guys that, you know, you've been around this program for a while now. You probably one of the final guys remaining that was on the Cotton Bowl team. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. there can't be how, how many other guys are on the team that were on that? Um, right off the top of my head, handful. I think of yeah, maybe like six. Okay. Six. So yeah, so bef- before I get to my question, what crazier crazier game to be a part of this past year when with the fake spike in beating Toledo, or the seven overtime game against Buffalo? <sighs> the the seven overtime game is like it's in it's in a different level of anything I've been a part of. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But when it came to Toledo, you know, I felt like as just a unit, you know, it just, we, like the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into it came to fruition, you know? So I felt like it was like a perfect time for like just magic, you know? It's just the the big guy above just looking out for us. So I, I don't really know, you know, both of them were special moments, but Buffalo was just like, I was, it was so long. I was, I was ready to win and get out of there. <laughs> but with Toledo, I was, you know, I was, I was more geeked up just because of how we did it. So well, I, actually, I would, I would say Toledo. I would yeah. say the Toledo game. Yeah. Well, being part of it, and I didn't even think about it until you mentioned Donnie's name, but what was the thought on the sideline when his sister came running out and gave him a hug on the field? <laughs> I can't even say the word because I looked over and I saw I saw a person like didn't have pads on and then I'm like oh like what's going on? <laughs> so I didn't even like I watched the film. I didn't even I was so shocked that like I literally just stood still. I didn't even know how to react to that. 
Yeah, it it just added to that game how crazy yeah. it was, and then you have moments like that. It's a it's oh, for yeah. sure a, a classic uh, Mac moment. Not only that oh, yeah. game, but like you said, <laughs> this year uh, watching that game and seeing in the closing minutes you guys come down and and win that and, and the way you did against Toledo is still like it's it's mind blowing because you just don't see it. It's yeah. one of the crazy things. Um, yeah. So t- taking back to five years, and I mentioned the Cotton Bowl. Um, and everything that happened there. I mean, you, you've been a major cause you played as a freshman and you were part of that team. You, you were contributing even back then um, just to touch on it. I know it was a while back now, but mm-hmm. um, thoughts about just being part of the cotton bowl and what you, your favorite part of that entire trip. The part of the cotton bowl trip. Yeah. Mm, it was so much great times down there. <laughs> I would probably say my favorite part was really is just like everything that I could probably say from that season as a whole was just like the atmosphere. Like when we went in the locker room, you know, like we knew who we were and we knew what we were about. And it's like people were like, it was, it was so crazy. Cause like, it's, it's still common a little bit, but like, it was like the top guys were real good friends with like, so like Corey Davis, he was like, he was friends with everybody. Like when it came to kickers, when it came to snappers, like, you know, there was no fall off. There's no, like he was too good to be able to talk to them or by his verse, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like just the atmosphere, everybody was welcomed. Everybody, you know, had a part of what we were doing if you were on the scout team or anything. So then that moved on when we got to the Cotton Bowl too, you know, because we were down there playing video games. It was 50 dudes around us, you know, we all playing one video game and we playing in the game room with this and that. Or when we went to, um, I forget what part of Texas it was, but this is togetherness. Like everything we did, we were together, you know, and it, that was, it was so fun. You know, some of my best friends are from that 2016 team. Well, Jeremy, you you were on that trip, right? You you went down. Yeah. What was your What was your favorite part? I did. Um, I'd be. I, I mean, I've been at the Mac a long time, but experience something like the Cotton Bowl was <laughs> like like that. Yeah. Uh, like you you entered this hotel, right? This hotel was out of this world. Probably one of the best hotels yeah, I've ever stayed in. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, you know, they had a room just for these guys. Well, they had their own room the play the student athletes did but then there was a like a hospitality room for mm-hmm. um administrators and the max and like it was like open all the time it was like another world <laughs> you know it was like this vacation yeah, just exactly. like a vip vacation it was you ate well huh exactly. you ate well? <laughs> it was, yeah it was even good. crazier because when we walked in like we're seeing names on the floor and I walked over my name on the floor and it was just crazy. Like my name was printed on the floor. Yeah. And then when the hospitality room, there was like unlimited, like great food. Like it was people getting haircuts in there. It was, <laughs> <that> video. <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was an experience. I always tell people the cotton bowl and then going with Kent state to the college world series are two things that I that I would put up there and they will be both be tough to be. Cause it was just, they, from the moment I checked in the hotel, the cotton bowl, and I wasn't even part of the team, but you're part of the kind of like, you were just, it was first class is all first yeah. class. I mean, they were concert private concert with uh <laughs> rascal flats, you know, like uh, there's uh, just, just random 
stuff that uh, was oh, just yeah. like, okay, this is this is big time, you know? Oh, yeah. How, how does it feel to be – you talk about Corey Davis and um, guys like that that you looked up to. How does it feel now to be in their shoes and, and now you're the leader of the team? Uh, really, I just give a lot of credit to them, you know, because – it was a lot of private, a lot of private work that went into play where no one was looking, and I was a young bull being able to see that. So a lot of the things that I saw Corey do his, um, his senior year, my freshman year, like I do that to this day, you know. And I don't want anybody around me, you know, when I'm when I'm putting in those hours. So it's like, really, like they just they train me not even saying many words. They just allow me to watch them, and that's why I'm so grateful for them. And, you know, I know you mentioned Corey a lot, but are there other receivers you kind of watch tape from, like in the NFL, I guess? Who are you watching on Sundays where you kind of take things from? I know you mentioned Corey a lot, but are there any other guys? Yeah, I, um, I pay attention to um, people uh, like Tyreek Hill, Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, um, LaVisca Chenault. You know, I was, I probably watched LaVisca Chenault a lot his, his last year at Colorado. Um, just the way that he did things and the physicality that he played with, and that was that was the main person that I watched during my um, during quarantine and surgery. Really, I probably watched his highlight tape at, at least four times a week. <laughs> we uh, so I mean, yeah, yeah. We're uh, Jeremy and I are both big Browns fans, so he was he was playing against us yesterday. So I mean, he's yeah. a big guy. He's a, he's a big guy. Oh yeah, he's huge. Have a breakout breakout year next year. Yeah, and we watch. I watched oh, yeah. Tyreek. I watched Tyreek last yeah, night. You're gonna geez. be. You're gonna be doing backflips into the end zone if you watch his tape. I saw him do that backflip. <laughs> man, that guy's nuts, man. He's too explosive for his own good. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. That was wild. But hey, you've had game. You've had games right there over 200 yards just this year. So you know, they might yeah. be spread out, not in one quarter like he did it, but. Uh, I would yeah. say that you're uh, you're right up there in, in being explosive uh, for sure. What what would it mean? That. You got a couple games left. Knock on wood, everyone stays healthy. Um, you know what what would it mean to you to uh, get back to Detroit for that first time since sixteen? I don't even have words for that, honestly. You know, because I didn't. I had I had a couple plays in the uh, the MAC championship. But now, like, being able to start off in that way and then work all the ups and downs and do all the things that we went through and to be able to end it in that stadium, you know, that's like, that's that's just a blessing in disguise right there. You know, I'd be so beyond grateful for that. So, yeah, it is, it'll be an experience. At a, it'll, it'll, I feel like it'll be a life-changing moment for, like, just my mental. Because of all, like, I'll be able to just step back and look onto the field and just, like, just reminisce about everything that it really took to get there. Cause that's what a lot of people outside of the stadium don't understand about like what we really do on a daily basis when it comes to mentally and physically. So just being able to, you know, reminisce on that and think about the things that I went through and then think about the future of what could possibly come, you know, that's, that's all I really need. I don't really need any of the accolades or anything like that. You know, I'm just grateful to be here really. Well, Jeremy, I don't know if you have any more football questions for D, but I wanted to get into the uh, the Nate Robinson fight a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I know, I know you were watching. We were looking at your Twitter this morning. Wait, what were right. your what were your initial thoughts? And it's it's crazy because you know I always love Nate Robinson. You know, he's yeah, a I mean, I did dude. Too. Yeah. 
He was a smaller dude, kind of exactly like me. You know, I thought before I even coming out of middle school, you know, I, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Try to go to college, you know, beat the odds of my height and this and that. So I always looked up to Nate Robinson when it came to that. But at the same time, like, I was a boxer. Like, during um, coming up, I was a boxer. I love boxing almost more than anything as well. So, like, coming in, I was, I was hyped up. I was ready for him to go in there and do his thing. And then just to see him do what he did, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I saw I saw and someone then, say he had to give up his dunk championship. <laughs> he got to give up some. He got to <laughs> give up some. Somebody, somebody got to beat the YouTube dude up for him. Yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> um, what's, what's, uh, what's better shape to be in, boxing shape or football shape? Um... The boxing shape is different. Um, you know, I had I still do boxing workouts with our strength coach because he was an avid boxer when he was young, so he knows all the drills and it just really worked out perfect. But whenever I do anything boxing with him, it's like <laughs> I'm on my last leg. And, you yeah. know, it's like that with football too because we got to run at a high rate of speed for a long time. But when it comes to boxing, it's different. <laughs> it's different. So I don't, I don't know which one is worse, but I know – I've done both of them for years, and they they get me each time. Yeah, I think I think we have two more questions here. You know, I spoke earlier, kind of more about your Twitter name and everything, but and about the all-purpose yards. But uh, as being someone who's played in this league now and been a part of it for five years, just speak to. I mean, we have some major guys who can play football in this conference, and and to be a part of this conference and. Uh, you know, what What does that mean to you? And, you know, obviously everyone saw Jarrett's performance this past weekend and it's national news and your performance has, has become national and in some of your numbers and everything. Just, you know, what, what does that mean to be part of the MAC and, and along the lines with those other guys to show that that you guys can can play some ball, too? Definitely. Well, first off, shout out um, Jared from Buffalo. He's <laughs> He's having a heck of a year, you know. It's, it's fun to watch him just as much as I know it's fun to watch me. But really, though, it's just, you know, it's kind of like my whole life, it's always about beating the odds, you know. And I feel like coming to the MAC, it's either you're trying to beat the odds or you're just a MAC player, you know, because some of the greatest football players to come out of here, you know, are the greatest NFL players, too. Like, we got a lot of guys that are making names for themselves in the NFL right now. You know, and that's kind of helping me out more, too, because, you know, I, a lot of people are fast. A lot of people have explosions and this and that. But I know when it comes down of an NFL team picking me, they're going to trust it because of the people that came out of the MAC, you know, and, and how, how well they, they do their job. So really, it's just I don't regret not going bigger. You know, I don't regret not leaving here or anything like that. You know, I'm just blessed with the opportunity. You know, a lot of people. Even in this, even in this lower conference, they say, you know, a lot of people still don't get to get to be a part of any teams. So, you know, I'm just grateful to be able to be in my number one jersey and make plays, really. Yes, sir. Well, Dave, we appreciate your time. Obviously, this was a fantastic interview. So we appreciate you coming on with us and uh, good luck this week and uh, the rest of the season. And hopefully we'll see you in Detroit. Yes, sir. Thank you, fellas. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Sir. Take care. All right, you as well. All right, there you have it, D. Eskridge. Uh, very impressive, uh, not only on the field, but off. I thought that was a great interview. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to talk to him about, you know, I really like to 
figure out who people look up to, you know, as, uh, as they, um, you know, improve as a player and who they watch in the NFL and stuff like that. And so just to have like someone like Corey Davis that you can relate so much to and have actually played with and go through that same kind of stuff that I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. And uh, just the, just the fact and the progression of what D has seen while in Kalamazoo and being part of that cotton bowl, it, it was nice to look back on the cotton bowl, brought back some good memories yeah. even on my side and how, how cool that trip was. And I remember when he was talking about the names on the ground, I mean, everything there is first class and I just hope, uh, you know, we have another chance to, to get to one of those games in the, in the near future. And, uh, you know, D, I, I will say this about D, he's going to be uh, not only at this level, he's going to be a, an exciting guy to watch uh, at the next level too. He just has all the tools. Yep. And uh, like his Twitter name said, like we talked about, all-around plays. So, yep. Yeah, uh, he'll yeah, definitely he, be helping, yeah. helping someone out on a Sunday, hopefully very soon. So Yeah, it was great to hear from him. And, uh, yeah, look forward to – again, we're, we're going to get into some action here today and cut this one short for everyone. But, uh, you know, it, it was great to hear from him and looking forward to see what he does today. Absolutely. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday with another pod uh, for you. But uh, until then, let's get some action. Get some action. Every time of the man, every time of the man.